I will say, what what is it? There's there's one category that is horrible. I think it is uh, Best supporting picture? actor. <laughs> oh, okay. Brunch, hit it, boys. All right, this is the most unfair week of the millennium for us because it's Oscars week, which means we've finished up our 10 Oscars mini episodes. They're up on the Patreon, and if you've been a loyal patron, you've been getting them two at a time, two movies a week for a little while now. Never really considered, and maybe we'll do something different next year. Could just wait until right now, pay $5, and then you get all 10 of them. And then you can dip out. Don't do that. But if you want to get the deal of a lifetime, I don't know how to fix that or anything. So $5, you get 10 Oscars episodes, and you know everything you're t- that is going on in those things. That's true. I never thought about that. You could have just I kind of like that. Yeah. But then the like the real Bruntouchables can hold that over. Like if someone's like, oh, my God, did you hear that DJ thinks the Forever Purge is legitimately better than fucking power of the dog i'll be like yeah i heard that like three weeks ago <laughs> yeah but it also like uh, you know if you if you want to watch the movies along with us i think that a lot of people do that and so like y- y- it's very hard to do in the in the span of one week tell you what nothing suckier than the end of oscars season cram i'm sure a lot of people are doing that right now people ask me like hey uh looking for a movie to watch tonight what should i watch and i'm like if it's like this time of year why not? Check I'm like, off some, some I'm off like, the list. Here are the Oscars movies, but they'll a, a lot of times I'll get like, well, there's no way I'm going to be able to see like four movies over the next week or this over the next uh, however amount of time. But at least it prevents you from being one of those jabronis that's like, oh, I think that Belfast should win because it's the only one that I saw in the category. Yeah, I think that like at least if you've seen, if 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 you if you can say like. I've only seen half of them, but this one was my favorite. Yeah. I can respect that. But it's the people who have only seen one of them and be like, yeah, King Richard rocks. That should win. We're going to do a bunch of categories this episode. We're going to do best picture, best actor, uh, best actress, supporting actress, supporting actor, best director, best cinematography. There's only one of those. I am proud and embarrassed to say there's only one of those movies where the categories will have to give the caveat of I didn't see all these. And that's actress in a leading role i've not seen parallel mothers which penelope cruz is in i did do some late cramming to get in the last daughter which stars olivia coleman and that movie sucked so bad oh really i was so excited when i went to watch it because there's two uh nominated actresses in it olivia coleman for leading role and uh jesse buckley for supporting role they're both playing the same character and i was like no what's gonna happen I'm going to watch this dope-ass Olivia Colman movie, and then I'm going to be even angrier that there's yet another movie that should have been nominated for Best Picture over uh, The Power of the Dog. I'm going to be so mad. And like 20 minutes into it, I was like, thank God. I'm not going to be mad. This movie kind of stinks. <laughs> You're going to have to fill in some of the gaps for me because I have uh, I have some blind spots in the other categories. But lean into, though, that like the ones that you have seen should really win, though. And how, how can those not win? Absolutely. <laughs> do, do exactly that. Just be like, oh, look, I haven't seen The Eyes of Tammy Faye, but how, and I haven't seen Olivia, I haven't seen The Lost Daughter. How, ah, shit, I haven't seen Spencer. 
How does a Nicole Kidman not win? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Did, did you see Being the Ricardos? No, I have not. Wait, and, and you didn't see Parallel Mothers? No. Yo, are we getting a <laughs> sexist alert on Pete accidentally? Have Did I you not, not see any, any of, the of them? Best actress is Jessica Chastain, Eyes of Tammy Faye. Yeah. Some friend no, you I are to Randy. It. Yeah. Uh, Lost Daughter. No. Nope. Be in the Ricardos. Nope. Haven't seen Spencer. Nope. And you haven't seen Parallel Mothers. No. So you have to come Confirmed with some really sexist. you have to come with some really hard <laughs> best actress takes. <laughs> I should I should pull like a Jane Campion and be like, well, no offense, but uh, you know, no offense to these actresses, but I've never seen any of the movies, so yeah. I can't have a take. Unlike uh, unlike uh, Javier Bardem, uh, <laughs> he or what? what he's no. never had to compete against the women because I've never right. Seen so what any you say? Yeah, like movies. Nicole Kidman did a worse job in being the Ricardos <laughs> than. Uh, than Javier Bardem because Nicole Kidman doesn't have to go up against the men. <laughs> yes. I was like, what? She was the star of the movie, dude. <laughs> it was about like... And this is a about best Lucy. actress category. Yeah, yeah well, There's no, the, there is no harm, no foul here at all. <laughs> yeah, but I don't see her going up against J.K. Simmons. Oh, He's man. not in that category. I would love to, as like a He's social... supporting. I would love like a social experiment on Oscar Sunday to be like, no offense to whoever wins Best Actress, but they, don't have they to didn't go have to up go against... up against the men. Right. Or, uh, yeah. Uh, that would be a real dangerous territory to wade into because a lot of people would not get the People joke. would just like see uh, no offense and like any gender written there. Yes. And they'd be like, I don't like the looks of this. <laughs> You're gonna have to explain to me why this is fucked up, but don't don't say anything like that, okay? We should we should like postmark that brunch tweet now, like four days in advance, and then send it on Oscar Sunday. You know, be another. This is also really fucked up. It'll be a really fun thing to do. Every time an actor loses a category, have things ready for all four losers in each category, and be like. I think it's ridiculous that Andrew Garfield didn't win Best Actor. And honestly, if they didn't give it to him just because, and like it's something that we dug up from his past, <laughs> like, fucking cancel culture. Come, and it's like something that nobody knew about. <laughs> I think it's totally fucked up that they didn't just give Andrew Garfield that award because he like spit on that kid in recess back in the day. He probably didn't mean it, guys. We are bringing manila folders to Oscar Sunday. Just deep dives on everybody's history. Yeah. And it's only, the only people the only people that don't get it are the winners. <laughs> so this is like some squid game shit. Like oh. not only do you have to win, like you have to win to stay alive here. Yes. So it's like uh, bad news. Andrew Garfield. I'm just, I keep using Andrew Garfield's example because I think he's the least likely person to be like a monster. But like, you hear about Andrew Garfield? Oh, did he pull the upset? No. Uh, <laughs> he lost, and as a result of it, he'll never work again. It's big, like uh, big that employee from the Rams energy, where a horrible thing happens to her, and then the, immediately the internet turns around and oh, finds out a right. horrible thing that she did. Yeah. Shit, man! I can't. Nah, I can't lose Denzel. No, definitely not. I can't. We can like pick a few favorites that we're gonna spare. Yeah, like imagine if like we're the ones that are able to. And again, like I would never do this to somebody, but like it's, a funny it's so idea, funny. Though. Like if we were the ones that like took down Jamie Dornan, 
He wasn't even nominated for anything, but like all the people that were Listen, so mad when he was cast in Fifty Shades. If Fifty and, like, Shades of Grey couldn't that, like, take found, down Jamie right. Dornan, we can't like, do it. Two knuckleheads on Oscar <laughs> night in like five minutes find like, oh, well, this is not good language from him. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, oh, it's a bummer that Kieran Hines didn't win Best Supporting Actor. Is this because Jamie Dornan did whatever? <laughs> That's a psycho move. I do, I do love the idea of sending uh, the other tweet, though. Which one? The uh, whoever wins Best Actress. Well, yeah. No offense, but they didn't have to go up against ja- the men. Yeah, Jamie, uh, 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 Jane Campion is... Uh, has no respect for the for I don't know Kirsten Dunst or whomever. Uh, I will say what what is it? There's there's one category that is horrible. I think it is uh, best supporting picture? actor. Oh, okay, and best yeah. picture ain't great. Um, best supporting actor is a terrible category, and we should want should we start with like a good start with like best picture or whatever, and just kind of go through all yeah. them or dance around. Also, no, we can let's uh yeah let's start from the actually let's start from like the the bottom up I guess, and then we'll get to best best picture last. Okay, uh, but I just do want to say on the record before we get to Sunday that you I, haven't seen any of the best actor movies either. I haven't seen any of the best pictures either. I just won- winged dude. It the you entire guessed time. extremely <laughs> well on some of them. Uh, no, I'm gonna say that the uh the show is going to be awful yeah i I, people i've been asked about that a bunch they're like okay so what's your take on the show and i'm like i'm not really thinking about it i don't know i I, I don't think it's it's one of those great presentations not to be like a not to be a pretentious asshole but like it's about the film yeah like i really don't do this for the show i do like the grammys for the performances yeah like uh the Emmys mm-hmm. and things like that, but this one is actually about like the movies and and who wins for me. Okay. But I do think that the uh, the show is going to be a disaster. All right, let's start with cinematography then, huh? Yeah, okay. Let's do it. Uh, the nominees are I got them in order, so I got to mix them up in my brain. The nominees I'll go in uh, betting order: Dune at minus eight hundred, heavy favorite. Power of the D plus four hundred. Tragedy of Macbeth plus sixteen hundred. West Side Story plus twenty five hundred, Nightmare Alley plus five thousand. Devotees of this podcast will know that we've both pushed. I don't know if you think that this should win, but I my pick here is West Side Story. Same. It's I think not that, gonna win. No, I, I think that Dune will probably win, and I think Dune will be deserving, mm-hmm. but if I had a pick, uh, it would be West Side Story. I think West Side Story looked amazing. Yeah, and not only should West Side Story win I really think Licorice Pizza should have been nominated. I think that Licorice Pizza gets a little snubbed in both Paul Thomas Anderson seemingly not being taken super seriously uh, as a Best Director candidate, even though he is nominated, and there being no Best Cinematography for Licorice Pizza. Licorice Pizza does like a, a lot of the things that I like in West Side Story also happen, albeit a lot brighter in um in licorice pizza nightmare alley i'm like fine I, I like that movie and i'll i'll be i if it needs defending i'll defend it i don't know that i need it nominated for best cinematography no i think it's like more more geared towards like pr- uh like production design mm-hmm. um than cinematography but I'll, I will say this, like, I think that Dune's going to win, but I think Dune has, like, a an advantage over West Side Story because of, like, the locations and sort of the gravity of 
of Dune's world, it makes for an easier like present easier like awe inspiring presentation. Whereas like West Side Story is a pretty a pretty average yeah. location kind of deal. And they make it look incredible. Gymnasiums, shitty alleys, yeah. uh, areas with a lot of salt, I believe. Uh, someone tweeted this at me, and I agree with it, on uh, The Power of the D. Every movie film near mountains gets praised for its cinematography. That's not a technical achievement. That's just good location scouting. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of how I feel about, like, Pig. Where it's, like, <laughs> shot in the Pacific Northwest. So it's, it's like, breathtaking. Be, yeah, right. Yeah, um... And that's why what's it called hits so well. That's why I like Wind River yeah. and uh, and shit. What's the what's the awesome one with uh, Liam Neeson? Oh, uh, Cold Pursuit. Cold Pursuit. Yes, that's why I like. That's those why Cold Pursuit won best best of cinematography, as everyone remembers. Okay, so uh, let's want to do director. Yeah, or, sure. All right, best director. Also. It is crazy. I, I I won't get myself too distracted here, but uh, some of these some of these odds have really changed from like tends to happen when it was first announced to where they are now, and we'll get to it in best picture. But like one in particular changed like crazy. That if you just like threw down some money when the nominees came out, it's on it's Coda, obviously. But like if you just threw down money on Coda when it came out. You'd be feeling fucking fantastic right now. Uh, best director, Jane Campion, Power of the Dog, minus 5,000. I think oh that's. Oh, my God. That's the heaviest I favorite throw there is. Up. Let me just go through the biggest categories. It has to be. It's the heaviest favorite in anything other than international film, but it's tied with Drive My Car. So, Drive My Car, which is the only international film nominated for Best Picture has the same odds of winning international film as Jane Campion does of winning Best Director. Outrageous. That is, That's that is a perfect use of that word yeah. because it is an outrage. Yeah. it's It, it makes me want to throw up. <laughs> Minus 5,000. Steven Spielberg is plus 1,400. Kenneth Branagh, plus 1,600. Ryosuke Hamaguchi, plus 2,500. PTA plus 3300. So I mean there's no point in even discussing this. We can just discuss that like we're upset with the result, but yes. seemingly there is no way the power of the dog is not going to win this award. It's and, I don't understand. I don't understand what what anybody has seen that makes it this much of a runaway. We've really not I think that we've both expressed enough that like we don't like this movie and that we don't get it and that it's boring and we don't think it's good have you gotten any has anybody been like here's what you're missing i haven't gotten that from anybody no me either there's been very little pushback i've seen people be like i kind of liked it i'm gonna and then other than that there's never there hasn't been like a big a big like oh well you're just a dumbass sort Uh, of deal uh i'm gonna i'm gonna send uh Ken Jack, a note real quick and just say, on the record while recording <laughs> is... I do think that I tweeted out at some point. D good slash are we both missing something or are you just racist? <laughs> uh, no, I, I think I did tweet out at one point. I was like, if anybody can like clue me in 
if I'm just ignorant to like what I'm missing here, yeah. please explain it to me. If you go to a restaurant and you're like, man, there was a lot of hype at that place. Got to say, I didn't really get it. And someone says, well, did you get this? And you say, oh, shoot, no. Should I have tried that? Yeah. Isn't that good? The next time you go back, now you You'll understand. try it again. Yeah. And you try it again. You have a reason to try it again. And you get it and it's good and you're like, oh, okay, good. I would love for somebody to be like, were you like – were the shades drawn or like I don't know like were you I did watch did you it drink high. a beer while watching I it I did watch it high and not high and I think I picked up more not high but it was not more enjoyable I mean there's only two things to pick up the entire movie and they're all like right in front of you it's like you see her drinking now <laughs> she's drinking now she's turned to the bottle yeah they're not subtle about see that any bottle? of it and you're like yes i see it's, yes. it's right there yeah they're really not subtle about any of it you see that see that he's he, see that look at that animal does that look like a healthy animal to you they're, they're talking about anthrax this whole movie what do you think that animal has and i'm like i actually don't know i'm gonna watch this again i do like the guy that uh tweeted in response to you today and was like if there was a twist, it would have been kind of cool. Yeah. And we had talked about that earlier today where it's like, was this supposed to be a twist? Right. What were we even talking about being a twist? That he kills him or that he's... That he kills him. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like one of the possibilities. Right. And and it was like very, very much like heading that way for a little while. It's not like it just came out of nowhere. Dude, so this is the Oscar episode. So we're going to be talking about the new Ben Affleck movie, Deepwater, <laughs> later on. The parallels between... Deep water and power of the dog are th- that there are even any is such a bad sign for both of those <laughs> yes. movies. Well, it's such a bad sign for power of the dog more than deep water because power of the dog is the favorite for best picture, but it's a good sign for Affleck. Maybe he gets nominated next year. <laughs> Fair enough. He would look, you, you think that Affleck would be so pissed if, if that was what got him a nomination, if he got like best actor for that and then he's got to do like a press tour with, with like Ana de Armas. i was wondering like if that's how much that must suck like it, that they were dating at the time made yeah. a movie together and they've like since broken up he's with somebody else now and now i wonder like i haven't seen anything haven't seen, i've looked I haven't, for yeah, it i haven't, I haven't seen, seen anything. anything like of him doing junkets or whatever but like that's gotta be weird it's gotta be weird my Especially, guess is he's like uh studio hulu I if you got to sue me, you got to sue me. I'm just not doing this. <laughs> yeah. um, so that's best director. Uh, I do. I mean, I do want to shout out like Kenneth Branagh, Raisuki Hamaguchi, who did awesome. Like everybody else, actually in yes. this category, I thought did a really good job. Steven Spielberg, I have fourth. So my ranking for this goes uh, PTA Branagh, Hamaguchi, Spielberg, Campion. But like the first four, I thought did a really good job. And I and like, like don't sleep on Spielberg. Like it sounds so stupid, but like don't sleep on like Spielberg did a good job. Well, for me, even like me even saying that I think Spielberg did a good job with this movie feels like me conceding that he did a like a really good job because yeah. I was so critical of him doing this movie because it's like very unimaginative, um, unimaginative to just do West Side Story when he's a guy who can do whatever he wants. Um, but I think that I'm in a position where I kind of have to root for Kenneth Branagh just because the like the his story and like your the fun facts. Yeah, the implication. Oh, you, you wait. Uh, you got to pay that five dollars. Oh, they don't know the fun fact. The famous fun fact Belfast that we shared has on the, the Patreon episode. Belfast has the best fun fact. Uh, and there's no way you could Google, Google it. 
There's so shit. Yeah, Belfast has the best fun fact of this Oscar season. Yes, I might 100%. text Dylan that right now. Hell yes. Um, but before we do that, give me it. Uh, we're reading. We're reading some pretty long lists of uh, of people nominated and, and films nominated for the Oscars this weekend. But nobody's got time to uh, to read long lists of ingredients on the back of bottles when it comes to hygiene, huh? Nobody wants to do that. Who's reading that? Exactly. Some ingredients I can't even pronounce. It's like, Siri, are you going to read this for me? I'm not reading it. I can't read these words. Never seen these words before. If you're like me and you care about what goes on your body or in your body, then it's time to try Native. Native uh, personal care products are thoughtfully formulated to keep you feeling and smelling fresh all day long. They're best known for their aluminum-free deodorant. And Native wants to help you practice safe sweats. Get it? It's like sex. This is like sex? It's, some would say that. That's how good their products are. And but they want you to practice safe sweats <laughs> with their deodorants. <laughs> it's a real play on words. Native deodorant checks a lot of boxes. 24-hour odor protection, naturally derived ingredients, a smooth residue-free application, and over 10 cents... That's not a dime. Ten S C E N T S to choose from, but you will feel like a dime when you smell that good. Native's coconut and vanilla scented deodorant has been a fan favorite for years, and other scents include lavender and rose, cucumber and mint, or even unscented. Uh, recently, Native has partnered with Bake by Melissa with a collection of scents inspired by Bake by Melissa's delicious cupcake creations. From tie-dye vanilla cupcake, mint cookie cupcake, fresh peach cupcake, to ginger lemonade cupcake, they are sure to make your day a little sweeter. Now is the time to make the switch from antiperspirant to Native. When you visit their site, you can dis- discover all their fresh scents and maybe even try one of their moisturizing body washes while you're at it. They sent us a couple of uh, of old fresh deodorants. I do have a problem with uh-oh. the smell. That you want to eat it because it smells so good, like fresh cupcakes? I was going to say that everything doesn't smell like that. Everything else in the world doesn't smell like right. that. Well, it can if you just apply the deodorant to everything else in the world. That's right. So that's you should buy a bunch of native Shoot, deodorants yeah, and just th- put it on everything you own. Problem. That's right. Uh, smell and feel fresh all day long with Native. Get twenty percent off your first order by going to Native Deodorant. Oh, that's nativedeo.com, D-E-O, Native Deo.com slash brunch, or use promo code brunch at checkout. That's nativedeo.com slash brunch, or use promo code brunch at checkout for 20% off your first order. Did you know that Dio is a native of Portsmouth, New Hampshire? I probably said that at some point. Hey, I, Not even when talking about this, but... Yeah, probably. Ryan James Dio. All right, supporting actor, which is the worst category of this group. Like, one person who... Is going to win by a mile, and honestly, in a good year, I'd love if they were like the third best nominee. That's Troy Kotzer. He's the betting favorite by uh, far, I believe. Best supporting actor, He not by far. He's minus 450. Cody Smith-McPhee from The Power of the Dog, plus 280. Kieran Hines is plus 2,000. Jesse Plemons, Power of the Dog, plus 3,300. J.K. Simmons for Being the Ricardos, plus 3,300. I love me some J.K. Simmons, but like that's just it's such a wait, it was J.K. Simmons in something this year yeah. nomination. This category sucks this year. Troy Troy Coster is gonna win it by that's, that's a guy from Coda. Yeah. He's the uh 
the Kotzer, yeah, yeah. I said Kotzer. The website I'm reading for odds has it backwards, but yeah, he's the uh, the dad. Okay, yeah, he was he was great. Yeah, uh, definitely wouldn't have an issue with him winning. I also wouldn't have an issue with um with the kid from Power of the Dog Cody winning. Smith McPhee, yeah. yeah, so he was I, very good. I go in order. I go Kotzer one, Cody Smith McPhee two. Uh, I had J.K. Simmons three, which Ugh. is like, but Jesse Plemons was. I love Jesse Plemons, but he didn't do. He anything. He was so stupid in yeah. Power of the Dog. He really didn't do anything. Why, Peter? <laughs> I for my water is blah 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 blah. blah. I'm pe- I'm parched. Blah, ah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Shall I fix your bow tie? It's like, <laughs> no, nah, dude. You're the only one wearing a bow tie. Why I happened upon the bow tie when I put it on just this morning? <laughs> yeah, I uh, Dakota guy, hundred percent. Like, I feel like he's gonna win. Yeah, I'm rooting for him, but I also, weirdly enough, would not have any problem with, it the, the, uh, kid? with the Cody Smith McPhee. Yeah, he was one of the the few positives in in that movie. Just in that, like, that was a really good cast, and someone who I never heard of impressed me. Right. So, uh, okay. Best supporting actor, actress, Ariana DeBose, West Side Story, minus 2,000. That is a, it's a big favorite right yeah. there. Kirsten Dunst, Power of the D, plus 750. Anjanu Ellis, plus 2,000 for King Richard. Judy Dench in Belfast. Uh, again, I keep saying, like, you know our thoughts there, but maybe you don't. Five dollars. That's right. It's what it's that's half a banana. Uh, Judy Dench uh, plus twenty five hundred. Jesse Buckley in the Lost Daughter. I think that you start by no offense, Buckley and Dench, throw them out, and then you've got the three of Debose, Kirsten Dunst, and Anjanu Ellis to deal with. We know that Ariana Debose is going to win. My pick would be Anjanu Ellis. I honestly would have I wouldn't have much problem with Kirsten Dunst honestly Interesting. like like she my power of the dog criticisms have nothing to do with the performances it's just it's the just director. a bad movie yeah. it's just a bad movie uh the performances it's it, I think it really 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 says something when you're like okay awesome performances could not fucking save this movie or make it watchable yeah that movie sucked damn uh damn Jane Make a better movie, will ya? <laughs> uh, best actor, Javier Bardem is the heavy favorite. <laughs> will Smith is the heavy favorite at minus 1,000. Benedict Cumberbatch, Power of the D, plus 5,000. Andrew Garfield, tick, tick, boom, plus 1,400. Denzel Washington, Tragedy Macbeth, plus 5,000. Javier Bardem, being the Ricardos, Plus 5,000. I didn't really care for the tragedy of Macbeth at all. I would have liked it a lot more when I was younger. But Denzel Washington should be so upset that he has the same betting odds as Javier Bardem. I legitim- I like Bardem. I can't believe he got nominated for this movie. He didn't do a good job. Didn't look or sound or act like Ricky Ricardo. I am very much missing what people saw in this performance. Which So then that again... Looking like him is not his fault. That's, yeah. that's like costume design. If true, you, true, true, true. I was going to say, like, we're going to get to uh, Best Actress, where a lot of it is, whoa, this person, this is a big year in the Best supporting in the best Actress category for, wasn't this person so good, or like, did wasn't, didn't this like person them? just look like them? Yeah. There's a lot of Gary Oldman, Christian Bale type stuff going on there, but uh, we're still on Best Actor. I kind of do, I, I lop off Washington and Bardem, even though 
Denzel's great. That just movie was kind of pointless for me. Uh, Will Smith, Batch, and Garfield. My pick would be Garfield. I am. I'm there. I'm. I'm there in like a one A one B situation. It's. It's a uh, Garfield or Will Smith for me, and like Cumberbatch is all, is honestly very close to a one C, but I I feel like a coward doing a one A one B one C with like the three feasible candidates, right? Um, <laughs> but if I had to organize it, like I think that they, I think that they're very close, so I don't have I, I do wouldn't too. have a problem with any of those three winning. Um, but like in terms of my favorite performances. I oh man, I'm I like I've been I've been struggling with this honestly all week with whether or not I prefer Garfield or Smith, but like either one would be totally totally fine by me, and I and I'm kind of rooting for Andrew Garfield. I was going to say I admit that a lot of it is just like really rooting for Andrew Garfield because on some level maybe I didn't think that he had this in him, uh, but he's great, and I think that everyone's kind of realizing that Andrew Garfield's great and I like learning that as a people. I but, like I like letting Andrew Garfield spread his wings a little bit and fly. Yeah, I think that though if Smith or Garfield win, I'm going to be doing the like get up there, get your award thing. Yeah. And if Cumberbatch wins, I'm going to be like fine. Yeah, I he, I really like uh better to Cumberbatch. Well, I wasn't floored by him in Power of the Dog, but I like when actors I like win things. I think I think that he did his damn best to save this movie, and mm-hmm. and it didn't work. <laughs> uh, best actress in a leading role, Jessica Chastain, for the eyes of Tammy Faye, is a slight favorite at minus two hundred. Nicole Kidman being the Ricardos plus three fifty. Olivia Coleman, the Lost Daughter, plus seven hundred. Kristen Stewart, Spencer, plus seven hundred, and then Penelope Cruz. They're like. Yo, why why do we even have five in this category? Because they gave her such bad odds. She's plus twenty five hundred, twenty five hundred. So four four actors within that are plus seven hundred or better. That's a tight race. Yeah. I think I think Jessica Chastain's gonna win. Uh, I haven't seen any of these movies because oh, I am right. a sexist. Yeah. Um, but I will say I'm rooting for Kristen Stewart to win it uh, because she wasn't very good. Well, that's fine, but yeah. she looked like her. So she did look so, so much like we her. We know that that sometimes is good enough, and if in a w- it's in a weak year, maybe that gets it done. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna say that I'm rooting for her because once the uh, once the what's this movie called again? Uh, Spencer. Once the Spencer trailer came out, I quote tweeted the trailer with "Congratulations to Kristen Stewart for her Best Actress award." Yeah, um, I have her. I, I didn't see uh, Parallel Mothers, so I have. I ranked them Jessica Chastain, Olivia Coleman, Nicole Kidman, Kristen Stewart. I didn't think that I didn't think Kristen Stewart was bad or anything. I, I didn't think that it was like best actress caliber. Hell of a trailer. Uh, also, really didn't think that Nicole Kidman was best actress caliber when I when we talk about the uh, Alana Heim snub. Mm-hmm. I think that I, I think it's so unlikely. That she and we know it's unlikely because she didn't get this nomination, but she wasn't going to get a nomination over huge names that looked exactly like the very famous people they played, and that just kind of stinks. But I think that Lonheim was better than both Kristen Stewart and Nicole Kidman. Olivia Coleman is kind of like in that like Cumberbatch territory where like put them in the worst movie in the world, and we're probably not going to say that they did a bad job. Yeah. I just want I just want to hit the old uh, retweet button on that on that quote tweet on Oscar Sunday. 
Yeah, that'll feel good. Yeah, and it would. Then just be like, didn't even have to watch the that's movie. That's right. Yeah, that's that's it. will be my excuse. I didn't watch any of these movies say, because you didn't even watch the movie and then screenshot yourself donating five dollars to like a charity or something. <laughs> and yeah, I didn't watch any of the uh, boss moves only any of the best actress movies because I already know who is going to win. What's the point? Exactly. All right. It's time for best actor, or is it time or uh, best picture? It's not time for either. It's time for food. That's right, uh, Green Chef. And let me tell you, we get sent some stuff, and this was like a real test of where I am in life. We get sent stuff by people that we're working with, and I got one of those like, oh, it's a big freeze dried like meal box thing, and I was like, oh, this isn't me. I don't I. Let me tell you, I order food, but I don't order good food. Yeah, I don't order like food that I have to prepare. Yeah, or uh, that like is going to be that is going to make me feel okay. I got the saddest text this week or this weekend, and it was uh, it was a picture, and it was just uh, the green box delivery sitting outside of my old house, soaked in the pouring. Yes, rain. it was. Wait, was yes, it? Yes, yeah, soaked. Like didn't know how long it had been there, but uh, our guy Brett. I apparently forgot to tell him that I was moving, so the they shipped the green chef to my old address, and my old landlord texted a picture of it just sitting out in the rain. And I was like, "Yeah, you could just you could just toss it. I don't know how long it's been out there." So, thank you, green chef. Your food is great, but I didn't eat it. So, what's crazy though is I just took it and like didn't ask questions <laughs> of like, "Wait, is this for?" It just said my name on it, and it was sent to me. So. Next day, I just got to work. Uh, and I'll tell you my story, and then I'll tell you the talking points and everything. But everyone likes a good, uh, a good what do they call it? Personal anecdote. Uh, no. Testimonial. The, testimonial. Yeah. Here's a little, little testimonial. Uh, I just, uh, actually, I was going day drinking, and I was like, you know what? I'm not leaving for another hour or so. Is, and, and what am I reading in this box? Is this right? I can prepare a nice meal for multiple people in just 30 minutes. I don't know if I believe this. I should have believed it because within a half hour, I had prepared delicious uh, delicious turkey meatloaf Ooh. with mashed potatoes and green beans and... I'm more impressed that you did actually did it in 30 minutes because I've done like HelloFresh and stuff. Oh, right. Yeah. I don't know if I'm allowed to say like 40 minutes, 40 hours. I've done another competitor's uh, stuff and it's like, yeah, prepare time, 15 minutes. And it takes me like 40 minutes to peel carrots. Right, right. It's like if everybody starts, if you have 30 people (laughs) working on things. If you have a full staffed kitchen. Right. If you have like three people around one carrot, just like (laughs) getting, it looks like they're playing like Wimbley Peg or something and just like crushing the carrot then sure you might be able to get it in but yeah i had so i made it had a little bite before i went out then came home wasn't feeling too hot but i thought you know what i got a meal waiting for me it was delicious and uh they sent over some other meals too so quite good stuff and Uh, then you died from anthrax because uh somebody had skinned a uh dead rawhide off of an infected animal that's right uh, enjoy your greens while being green. Green Chef is the most sustainable meal kit, offsetting 100% of their plastic packaging in every box and 100% of their carbon footprint and emissions. Green Chef's pre-portioned ingredients mean you'll actually reduce your food wa- waste by at least 25% compared to grocery s- shopping. 
and I got another testimonial. All that's true. Even the stuff that it's frozen in, like the, those like big ice packs. Yeah. You just cut them, put them in the, your sink, run some hot water on them. I don't know what's inside those things, but the goo can mix with the hot water. It goes right into your sink, and then you recycle what? it. What? It was, man, let me tell you. Because that's like a, re- a reason why I don't have to do some of those other things. I don't want to have to worry about like, uh, where do I put this thing? I'll just stick it in the freezer. Who I'll knows? Tell you. And then like everything adds up. This is so, so easy. The answer in most cases is just goes into recycling. Yeah. I, I get you a, a testimonial for some of, the, some of the competitors. A lot of waste. Yeah. A lot of waste. No, this was incredible. I, I had the big box that everything came in and I was able to just like very easily and very clean. Very a, a very, very clean disposal process. Green Chef makes cooking so easy, so you can spend less time stressing and more time enjoying delicious home cooked meals. Green Chef's pre made and pre measured sauces, dressings, and spices get you more chef curated flavor in less time. Avoid long lines at the grocery store. Green Chef is so convenient with pre portioned, easy to follow recipes that are delivered right to your door. Some people would say right to your door. Right to my own But it's door. like it's going to some door, but this one's going right to your door, unless it's to Pete. Yeah. Green Chef <laughs> saves you time by taking care of meal planning, grocery shopping, and most of the prep for you week after week, so you don't have to. With fresh produce, premium proteins, and organic ingredients, you can trust Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well. Green Chef offers 35 nutritious and flavorful options to choose from every week, featuring premium clean ingredients that are seasonally sourced for peak freshness. It's true. Those beans... We're hitting. Okay. They were very fresh. Very, very, very fresh. Uh, Only but, in Beantown. Yeah. As uh, what's uh, his name in uh, what's his, in Peyton Full would say. Very fresh. Very fresh. Uh, Green Chef's always changing variety of easy to follow recipes means there's something new to discover each week so you never get bored. With Green Chef, you get hand-picked organic veggies, premium proteins, so you can feel great about what you're eating and how it got to your table. Some of my favorite Green Chef recipes include... That there's that uh, meatloaf thing. There was a chicken thing. There was also a pork thing. All sorts of stuff. And if there, if it has an ingredient that maybe doesn't go super well with your body, one of the uh, things came with an optional mozzarella you could put in there. I'm not doing as much cheese these days. I did it without the mozzarella, and it was still fantastic. So, go to greenchef.com/brunch130 and use. Uh, code brunch130 to get $130 off plus free shipping. That is greenchef.com slash brunch130. Use code brunch130 to get $130 off plus free shipping. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. Think of how much money we're saving you this episode. I mean... We just gave you $130. $130 more than I make in a year. And then five dollars for every thing you could want to know about movies <laughs> except right. what we're about to give you for free which is uh best picture power of the dog minus 155 that is what we happily call but we'll take it a slight slight favorite okay it's not how it used to be yeah it uh, used to be a big old favorite yeah let me actually hold on what it'll, did it open as yeah it'll take but a minute let me see uh hold on we will be ranking. It opened at. Uh, wait a second. No, it it opened at minus two hundred. Actually, okay. So wow. it was a favorite, but everything. Oh, that that's right. It was a favorite. Uh, Power of the Dog in Belfast were the two close ones, and everything else was like not even fucking close. West Side Story was up there ish, but 
Uh, I'll give you the. I'll do the original rankings. The original rankings were Power of the Dog minus two hundred, Belfast plus three hundred, West Side Story plus a thousand, Coda plus two thousand. Damn! If you got in on that, yeah, you're feeling good. I know. King Richard plus twenty five hundred, Dune plus twenty five hundred, Don't Look Up plus thirty three hundred, Drive My C plus thirty three hundred, and uh, Licorice Pizza. Sorry, was also at twenty five hundred, and uh, Nightmare Alley, which has just never really been close, plus sixty six hundred. Now it's Power of the Dog minus one fifty five, Coda plus one thirty. Went from plus two thousand to plus one thirty. Damn! You Holy! Could, that's twenty xing. That's right. Sure. You could 20x, bruh. I wonder if you, I, do you, I, do you ever use those websites where you can sell your tickets? Yeah. No, I've yeah. never used one, but I know they I've exist. heard of them. Yeah. yeah. I, wish, I wish I knew how to use them uh, week 18 of the... Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Of the NFL season. Uh, Power of the Dog minus 155, Coda plus 130, Belfast plus 1400. So that's where... This is a two-horse race, realistically. Between Power of the Dog and Coda. Belfast plus 1400. West Side Story plus 3300. King Richard plus 3300. Dune plus 5000. Licorice Pizza plus 6600, which Licorice Pizza is the sixth or uh, is the seventh best odds and has the opening odds of the farthest, the longest shot, which is Nightmare Alley. So, mm-hmm. like, that shows you that, like, they're really pushing down everything that isn't. Right at the top. Licorice Pizza plus 6,600, as is Don't Look Up. Drive My Car is plus 10,000. So is Nightmare Alley. So now Drive My Car and Nightmare Alley have the same betting odds. Really? Yeah, What the fuck? That is crazy. This is all according to VegasInsider.com. That's insane. I'm going to jump on Drive My Car. Because it, on the off chance that it wins, I'm going to be so happy and also rich. Plus 10, uh, plus 10,000. So what does that get you if you bet $100? $10,000. It's just straight up like whatever that number is. Yeah. If I go more than three days without betting, which is very often, I forget what all the betting things <laughs> Okay. Um, so my rankings for best picture are as follows. And like the best picture betting odds, I have a big drop off after one and two. All right, you want to do you want to do a bottom five each? Yeah, and then we'll go to top five each. Okay, cool. Uh, my number ten is the power of the dog. Correct, same. My number nine is June. Okay, not surprising. Go ahead, keep going. My number eight is West Side Story. Okay. Number seven, King Richard. Number six, Nightmare Alley. Okay, all right. We, we, we're going to have some pretty different looking lists here, and I like that. Good. Because uh, sometimes people criticize us for always being like a, yeah. in agreement on anything. For both being right. Yes. Uh, the nerve. <laughs> uh, number 10, Power of the Dog. Very distant 10. Shouldn't be on the <laughs> distant list. Distant 10. Um, nine, I have Belfast. Whoa. Yeah, I was not the biggest fan of Belfast. Number eight, Don't Look Up. Number seven, Nightmare Alley. Number six, King Richard. Okay, so we've got a lot of the same. So we we all we both have Power of the Dog, King Richard, and Nightmare Alley in the bottom five. Yeah, uh, my top five. Let's go. Let's go one. back and forth. Right. Number five. Don't look up. Okay, I had West Side Story Ooh. at my number five. Number four. Drive 
my sob. <laughs> I have. You're, this is probably gonna make you mad. I have Dune at number four. Oh, okay. I, 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 I really like Dune, and I said this uh, said this earlier, but I, I really like Dune, but I I cannot possibly get behind a a movie that only tells like half a story to win Best Picture. Well, you. Uh... I was going to make a joke about, like, uh, fucking Gone Girl because, like, so much of the story is, like, missing as you're watching it, but then they tell a bunch of it. Yeah. By the they end of it the where gaps. you're like, yo, that story was told. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, and somebody made the argument that, like, I-, I tweeted that out and somebody said, like, well, uh, it was actually our guy Ryan Lambert uh, said, like, wait till you hear what happened with the third Lord of the Rings. Oh, and yeah. I was like, it's yeah, it's only a third of the story being told, but they wrap up the entire story. And I have a better it, it's more palatable when that's like the end of the story. That was the only one of the Lord of the Rings movies that I saw and was like, nice. <laughs> Good movie. Well, when, the first one's great, but when it ends with them, like, just getting to the mountain, and then they're like, and now the journey begins. You're like, what the fuck? How have we never done a Lord of the Rings thing? We uh, That should be the sleepover stream. Yeah, there was a thing the other day. It, I think it was at the Coolidge. They did uh, Lord of the Rings all day on Sunday. Oh, wow. And you, there were, like, breaks and intermissions, and you just bought a ticket for all three. And it was I think it was, like, 11 to 11 they did it or something like that. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's I, a day. Yeah. Uh, my number four is... We already did number four. Yours yeah. is Dune. Number three, Belfast. Oh wow, that grew on me like crazy. And maybe it maybe it didn't just grow on me. Maybe it's like I liked that movie, but I just wasn't in a great mood when I first saw it. But even on the second watch, the first like forty five minutes or so, I was like, it's pretty slow. This isn't that great. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's slow. Like I didn't I didn't dislike it by any means, but it's not it's not a best. Once it gets its hooks in you, though, it, like, yeah. If, I've, if it I've does, only seen it once, yeah. so uh, number three for me was Coda, and that's a strong number three. Like that, I, that I would be okay with winning best picture. Uh, like as soon as we get into the top, like the top three, I'm okay with any of these winning best picture. But Coda for me was number three. It didn't quite have like the the technical achievements as the the two that I have above it, but it was it was a really great story. Number two for me, Paul Thomas Anderson's Licorice Pizza. I'm assuming also same the same for you. Also the same for me. Yeah, in uh, our number one, so that would make me uh, Coda and you drive my car. Yes. Yeah, I'm. It's interesting that you said you're cool with any of your top three. I had initially said like two minutes ago that I have a huge drop off after my top two. And I do, but I also kind of agree that really, as long as anything in the top four for me, like if Drive My Car wins, I'll be like, I'll I'll like it for multiple reasons. I'll like it because it's a good movie, and I'll like it because it's a real fucking disruptor in yes. a year that we thought fucking Power of the Dog was gonna win. Yeah, I would love, I would love that would be the Drive My Car. A, a sob just speeds across the stage. That would be like jumping into like a nice cold pool on a hot summer day. Yeah. where you're like, this is. This is like oppressive, and I hate this. Yeah, and then you just jump into something totally refreshing. That would be great. I mean, yeah, because drive my car is just such a refreshing, feel good. Yeah, it's story. absolutely feel good Makes story. You feel good a movie the whole that's time. four hours long about just people suffering yeah. and just absolutely what is being not demolished like? emotionally. Yeah, yeah. But what's it called? They're like. Uh... <laughs> Power of the dog. They're like, yo, only one person dies in like <laughs> some animals, sure, but like, 
who has it worse in all these movies? Um, yeah, I, I like your list. I, I mean, we, we were always going to disagree on Coda. Uh, we're think, a little off on Drive My Car, but like... I not that Drive My Car, we're a little off on like Don't Look Up. But Dune. Dune? Yeah, yeah, no, sorry. Dune was what I meant uh, us being the most apart on, but that was... I would say that this is the it. most different list that we've had in all the years that we've done Best Picture noms, but I think that's mostly because nothing has really super separated itself the one that was the the year that uh, Parasite won, I think we did. We, did you have Parasite one or did you have nineteen seventeen? Nineteen seventeen. Okay, so I remember we ended up having a quite. I think we ended up actually we ended up being in agreement for most of the year, and then once we rewatched everything, our lists fell in like crazy ways because I didn't think that it was that crazy though because like I had Parasite number two. Interesting. I had. I, let me think. As far as I can remember, I had what's I had uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, like super high, and fucking that was just such a good year for movies. That like, was like the going through Hall of Fame year. Yeah, going through the like doing these mini or doing the mini podcasts that we do on Patreon, mm-hmm. five bucks get in there. Uh, doing those, like every one of those was like. Holy shit, I can't believe we get to talk about this movie. This is going to be great. Yeah. So we'll do something for Oscars on Sunday. We haven't uh, figured it out yet because uh, life happens and things move fast. But uh, the Oscars are happening and we're going to be there for it. That's right. We're going to the Oscars. I'm just kidding. That would, What would we do with the Oscars? Wear, wear tuxes and be like, this is cool. We did plan on... I can still... Uh, it would be short notice, but I'd still be down to do something involving tuxes. Same. I'm not, I'm down. I can see what what's on Amazon. <laughs> yeah, yeah I got it. this thing. I'll hook you up. Get it here in two days. Called Amazon Prime. Uh, you can call whatever you want, but I call it some nice, speedy personal delivery. They got a real nice uh, touch. Uh, Let's talk about the real best picture, right? Yeah, you can't can't do an Oscars episode without talking about Deep Water, directed by. 81-year-old Adrian Lin? Is that right? I fucking news to me. Let me see. Adrian Lin. I would feel weird if there was if the 80 if an 81 year old 81-year-old. Okay, yeah, it, it makes first me... movie in such a long in like a very long time. Well, you can tell because it's Yes. <laughs> right. I I had to do a review that work for it and I was like I hope this is an ageist, but uh it kind of looked like an 81 year old doing something for the first time in a very long time and it's it's it also makes me a little bit of a bit uncomfortable knowing that like an 81 year old essentially like directed like a softcore porn it's like oh let's get the hot people yeah and take off their clothes it makes me get it in make, the pool it makes me very uncomfortable like uh, imagining like an 81 year old telling anna Darmus to like take her shirt off ah uh, man i really so this movie so it's an awful movie it's a an erotic thriller with anna de Armas, which Unfor- I, I'm a fan of Ana de Armas, but Same. There, there's enough evidence out there now that if you see a uh, new thrill, erotic thriller starring Ana de Armas, what it's else not going to be there? a good movie. Knock, knock. I don't think I saw that. That was a DJ Explains to Pete movie. Oh, okay. Knock, knock. Keanu Reeves. Oh, she was one of them? Yes. Oh, shit. Yes. Oh, wow. She... Well, the other one was uh was uh was something that like you can't unsee. Yeah. Like oh shit. Okay. Was when everyone's like oh I, I, and I know that like it's a character. Like don't I'm not going to be like a stupid TikTok youth on like talking about licorice pizza or whatever. But when everyone's like isn't Andre Armas the best? I'm like 
Yeah, she's a very good actor. But, like, that movie is so <laughs> troubling. And the other woman in that movie is, uh, what's his name's wife? Eli Roth's Eli wife. Eli Roth's wife, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's like Keanu Reeves on a day. I'm like, good cast. I did not know that that was her in, in Knock Knock. That's high on the list of, like, movies you wish I, you could unsee. Right, like, <laughs> definitely not going to watch. And But one day, it'll probably be a Saturday, one day if I'm, like, home alone or something, uh, like, I did that with the Belko experiment one day. It was like, I'm just going to, like, throw on the fucking Belko experiment in the background. Well, like, well, I just want to fucking torture myself. Feel better than the awful people that are in these movies. Um, yeah, so this movie, we were texting about it, and... You said it was pointless. It's legitimately one of the most pointless yeah. movies I have ever seen. I said, uh, I'm going to check its Wikipedia page because this has high potential for a three-sentence uh, summary. Yeah. If it even gave it one. Maybe like there's still like, oh, I, I, we don't think it's out. Because <laughs> uh, there wasn't a ton of buzz, but that could be that they didn't really... The trailer looked great. I, I, I saw the trailer and I was like, ooh, I could be in on this. It's Affleck. Ben Affleck. It's Ana de Armas. It's like a thriller. Yeah, it, it like exactly what you think it is, and you don't need to watch it. It's yeah. It, there's like twists, but they're not really. It just no, tells you this, what's happening. It tells you if there was going to be a twist, they call off the twist like what thirty five minutes into the movie. Yeah, and then now that that twist is impossible, you're like okay, so now I just so now I know exactly what's going to happen, like beat for beat. Yes. The rest of the movie. So, spoilers. Um, Ben Affleck and Ana de Armas are married with a child, and they have an arrangement in which she bangs other guys. And I don't. I wouldn't even say that it's an arrangement. It's just like she bangs other guys, and like and there's he, nothing he can do about yeah, it. Yeah, and he's just like aware of it. And right. He's, he's and like, like all their resigned. friends are, and they're like, hey, so because it's not an it's not an arrangement because like. The the other like the other friends and stuff keep coming up to him and be like, yo, she's making you look like an idiot. Right. And he's just like, ah, well, it's whatever. <laughs> so he goes up to one of uh so they they they're at a party. Uh this movie is very distracting in that all they do is go to parties. All they do is go to like parties, extravagant parties. Parties and have people over for dinner. Yes. I've been and an adult in a rather social or like you a go social to, enough one. You go to one of those parties like every three years. Yes. Right. I, I thought you were gonna say every year, and I was no. gonna be like, no, you don't. Every three years. Because yeah. like that you can have like a dinner party with like another couple. That's yeah. fine. That happens quite that happens I would assume that's, quite a bit. Right. That's just like that's just like oh, we need plans. to we need to do something. We need to maintain friends. Yeah. They have dinner parties with like forty people. Yeah. It is outrageous. And like and, and like awesome like hot dresses yeah. and like gowns and yeah. like really doing it up. And like halfway through the movie, new couples start coming and they don't explain where the fuck they're coming from yeah. or who invited them. It's just so confusing. So many fucking parties. It's a real party movie. So uh so Ben Affleck confronts one of the men that Andre Armas is stooping, and uh, he says, hey, you know how that guy th – th there's a missing guy in town. And he says, hey, you know that guy who's missing? She was having sex with my wife, and I killed him. And the guy's like, what? Please don't joke about that. And he's like, I'm not joking about it. I killed him. Andre Armas gets all mad, and they say, okay, we're going to have him over for dinner. And you're going to apologize. So she has him over, is like being all like handsy and kissy with this guy in front of her husband, talking shit about his cooking, being a real fucking asshole. 
and uh, she like has him apologize, and then she goes to do something or whatever, and he's like, "Yo, I think now would be a good time for you to leave because I fucking killed that guy. So get out of here." That guy moves away. Ana de Armas starts stripping a new guy. They're at a party with that guy. That guy drowns in the pool. Ben Affleck is at that is at this party, so people are saying. It must have been him. And he's like, no, it's not me. There's this one guy who's really up Ben Affleck's dick the entire movie. Yeah. So obsessed. For no real reason. He's just like, this guy's doing all the killing. This guy. And I'm like, Yo, are there police in this town? <laughs> Fucking tell the police. Dude, like, they're, they, they're just these, like, huge rumors in this friend group that one of them is, like, killing people. And they're not involving the cops. Nope. It, but they're hiring like private detectives and shit. A lot of like, private detectives. They, they they all have a lot of money. Uh, so another guy comes. Uh, ben Affleck. Uh, oh, Ben Affleck while running or riding a bike. What's he doing? He does some exercise. He does a lot of exercise in this movie. He does exercise and he plays with snails. Oh, he does a lot of ri- bike riding. Yes. Uh, by the way, you brought up uh, Chekhov's gun in a Patreon episode. I'm sorry that I just gave that away for free, but you brought up Chekhov's gun, which is the uh, writing principle that uh, any detail or that details in uh, in writing or stories or whatever have to matter to the story. So Ben Affleck's playing with snails. He's like a snail farmer doing all this stuff with snails. Uh, this movie and Adrian Lynn unaware of Chekhov's gun because no the snails have nothing to do with anything. No, no He's point. just always doing stuff with snails. He just wants to fuck the snails. Snails, parties, and being cucked is Ben Affleck's <laughs> life. But it's not. He's not even like a it's happy not, cuck. You, can, you can't even say that he's a cuck because like a cuck gets enjoyment from being cucked. He's murdering people for because he's getting cucked. So I did, there was a little discussion about that though. That like maybe that's like the thing that he gets off on. It doesn't that, seem like he's enjoying it. I'll, I wasn't enjoying it. Bad movie. Uh, so he, while uh, riding his bike, he has a flashback to how he for sure killed that guy in the pool. And you're like, all right, well, the movie yeah. kind of just started, but we now know <laughs> like that if there was he's any, killing everybody. If there was any element of like a like a mystery of this thriller, Done. no, it's gone immediately. Gone. Uh, so another guy comes and... He takes this guy for a drive. He's like, "Hey, let's go meet Andre Armas." He also he he just pulled like he he's been driving like a certain car the entire movie, and then all yeah. of a sudden he has a Bronco. Yeah, like was a, that a Bronco? A, a vintage Bronco. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was like uh, I thought it was like the like really nice um, Benzes. No, it's one of those vintage Broncos, and it's awesome. Nice. And I was like, "Damn, if he wrecks this Bronco, I'm going to be upset." Yeah, he like drives this guy. So that's why I think that like maybe he was getting off on it because he goes to like kill this guy, but. Uh, in taking him out into the woods to kill him, he's like speeding through the woods and like really putting himself in danger. They get out of the car, throws a rock at him. Then I'm like, so this guy really is like a big like bare hands guy. Yeah, he doesn't do anything anyway. Uh, the, the this guy finds out the guy that's up his dick realizes he follows him to the place where he killed this guy, sees him trying to like push the body further underwater, and he's like, hey. You've been killing guys. I knew it. And Ben Affleck's like, "Well, here I come. I'm gonna come get you." And he's like, I, "It's one of." I the- said, "I knew it. I'm gonna keep standing here and tell you, I knew it. You motherfucker, you're gonna go to jail." And Ben Affleck's like, "Okay, well, I'm just climbing up this rock. I should be at you in a second. 
And he's like, wait till everybody hears about this. Hold on. I'm going to get in my I car. I think that's he's exaggerated. Like I think unlocking it with like the key. <laughs> There's like a remote starter, but he's not doing it. This guy's going as slow this as guy, possible. This guy is super rich and he, he has enough money to hire a private detective. And he drives like a fucking like 1994 Subaru that you have say, to like. He's like fucking rolling up the windows manually. Yeah, like crank <laughs> windows like 92 Ford Taurus, like that, like you know, like the the door handles that feel like they're not they're not like the same material as the rest <laughs> of the car. It's like a hard plasticky type thing. It's like somebody put it together like like with IKEA instructions. Yeah, so you're like, oh shit, this he's wasn't assembled. One of those right. going. So he skipped a step on the assembly. So he starts to drive away. He doesn't have cell service. Affleck gets on the bike. He takes a different route, and he's like, "All right, I'm going to cut this guy off." It is what a fucking. It is, is a fucking. No, I just want to talk about how yeah. fucking absurd the the the, the chase, chase scene, scene is. It's the most it is insane scene. It is of insane. Anything I've seen all year. And it's uh the guys in the car like trying to get on the phone, and he's fucking like dramatically fumbling the phone and he drops it While down to the floor. Like, I knew it. Yeah, and he's talking her, to yeah. himself the entire time and he drops the phone and he's like, oh, shoot. Oh, he actually says at one point, this is a book. This oh, is yes. a book. I was like, oh my God. I'm like, God. dude, it's bad enough that this is a movie. I was like, like holy fuck, this is so terrible. And meanwhile, Ben Affleck is chasing him on a bike while this guy is flooring it in his car and he's he almost spins out like nine times and it's like dude you're in a car you don't need to go right. 90 miles an hour right you're racing a bike you just you're gonna to... win just be safe don't crash right, the yeah, car need, and like you don't need to like drive out to the road you just need to drive away from where ben affleck is get anywhere where there's self-service exactly so he's doing it's, He's in the middle of sending a text message being yeah. like, I found, I found out that he did it, and then he fumbles the thing. It's insane. I believe the text message starts with, uh, I was right, with a bunch of exclamation points. It's like, just like, this could all be done in a second, dude. Make sure that the message that's gotten is like, Affleck did. Also, we didn't even mention that, like, this guy's wife, who's up, uh, the guy who's, like, up Ben Affleck's dick, the guy's wife is very much on Team Affleck. She's mortified and, this guy so far up Affleck's dick. Which I understand, but, like, they also make it very much seem like they, they're going to fuck, and they never do. Yeah, he tries to, like, throw some... Uh, oh, uh, Jack Kennedy okay. says on the record that uh, The Power of the D is a beautiful movie visually and not entertaining. Not that entertaining at all, though. Okay, all right, I'll, I'll accept that. Fair enough. The Word. Jack, the Jack Kennedy stamp of approval. I trust, I trust the hell out of Jack Kennedy reviews. Yeah. Um, although we disagreed on, there's been a few something. times when he was really disagreed. high on uh, Deep Water. He thought that the the car <laughs> chase was great. So anyway, so he ends up like spinning out of control, like doing no. like a no. He he fumbles the phone. Ben Affleck cuts him off. Yeah, in the road, and so like. He fucking swerves. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And basically, like, flies into the the fucking river, yeah, right? He, he, yeah, he flies off a cliff. He rolls yes. down a cliff. And that's the end of that guy. And cut to Ana de Armas has found among the snails, they had to kind of make these things useful, the ID of one of the guys that he killed. She uh, burns it, lights it on fire. Affleck comes home, and she's like, welcome home, dude. Yeah. Whatever. Cool, yeah, cool. What were you doing? Is that guy still up your dick? No. By the way, like 
He's still gonna. He would still they, get caught. Yeah, they would all get caught. Like she yes. would get caught. Like yes. they, they would all. They would all go down. You can't. Everyone have, they go to parties with has, has died. died. Yeah, they're like forty percent of their parties with forty people just somehow go missing, and she's fucking all of them. Yeah, B plus. 